if you want to have a successful, fulfilled life, the first step is to get to know who you are, get to know yourself, get to know your value. The difference between people are struggling all the time than the people that seems to have it all and you know, have everything under control. The commonality is the people that have it all under control and have it all, they always know who they are and their value. So that way, whatever they do is aligned with their time. So that way they will not have regret. They will not have burnout. They will not have a mediocre life. And the flip side of that is they have it all. So that's the first step. So I have this um, free personality assessment that I can like to offer. And what it does is it was, it's a value-based assessment. It only takes 90 seconds to take. So it's extremely fast and it fit our struggling model, right? There's no time that takes too much time on this kind of thing. So 90 seconds to test, value-based personal assessment. And when you're done with that, I'll personally give you three productivity tips based on your result. So you can do things faster and stress-free. And stress -free. And you can take the test at www.moretimetospend.com. Again, it's www.moretimetospend.com. Welcome to Dads and Deadlifts podcast with me, your host, Rish. This podcast is to raise awareness around the social stigma of the word man up. Research has shown men are less likely to seek help for trauma, abuse, neglect, addictions, and mental illness because they will be perceived as weak. Research had directly or indirectly linked these problems to the social and cultural perceptions of the word man up. It's time to start a conversation and redefine this word man up. Each week, you will be hearing from men and women all around the world who survived emotional abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, and addictions, and how they came out on the other side with triumph to begin a new chapter. You will also hear from experts and coaches all around the globe on matters like brain health, psychology of men and women, holistic healing, fitness, and last but not least, what it takes to be a man, overcoming the social stigma and expectations, and tap into your individual unique authenticity and vulnerability. Thank you for joining me in this mission to serve men around the world and letting them know they are not alone in this. Welcome to another episode of Dads and Deadlifts with me, your host, Rish Mitra. Today's episode is going to be interesting because the guest today is none other than Joe Lu, and he is a self-made entrepreneur. And Joe has founded six companies and sold three of them, resulting in multiple seven-figure profits. As a successful entrepreneur, speaker and quality life coach, Joe inspires and challenges people to connect with who they truly are and so that they can have meaningful relationships and live a healthier and higher quality lifestyle. His approach simplifies the process to achieving a harmonic life by focusing on the things that truly matters. He teaches his clients to practice gratitude and appreciation to better all areas of their life from fitness to family to finances. His methods helps his clients become the best version of themselves and allow them to play more, live more, and make more. So 
who else do you want to listen to than this guy? And I know this guy uh, since beginning of this year. And I, of course, I heard him speak on several podcasts, including John Lee Dumas, uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. So you guys don't want to miss this episode, by the way. So without further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Joe, welcome to Dads and Deadlifts. Thank you. Thank you, Rush. So, super excited to be here. Thank you so much. I mean, what a bio. And of course, this is just me reading your bio. But man, oh man, I mean, I had seen you speak. I had seen you in summits. I had seen you on pod. I mean, heard you on podcast. You definitely are one of, like you live your mission. You're a dad. And I'm a dad of three-year-old. And of course, you have two girls, two daughters. How old are they? They're five and one just turned eight. <laughs> wow. And you you said in your website, on your website, and of course, hearing from uh, you on different occasions, you only work 25 to 30 hours a week. Yes, I'm fortunate enough to have, have that schedule and I have had that schedule for more than a decade now. So life has been great. So let's, I, I know about you. So let's walk our audience or walk, walk my listeners to, had life always been this way for you? No, man, Rish, I tell you, absolutely not. You know, as an entrepreneur and someone value family, it's always been a struggle between professional life and person, I mean, personal life and professional life as well. And on, 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 when I was working on my, my first, my second business, which is the very first business that I actually start, you know, making, making it happen. Right. I failed my first business, just like many, many people, right. I failed my first <laughs> business and then finally get up the courage and work on my second business and things are working really well financially for the business. It was, you know, I was making money and then things are great. We have the house at the car and I was really busy. I was, I was, you know, busy was kind of like the normal, right? 12 hours, 14 hours. That is like, that's how you live. As an entrepreneur, right? So this particular night, I was working late, and I finally make it downstairs to try to grab some dinner with my wife. And I think she was talking the entire time, but I could not remember a word she said. I'm sure you know a lot of people can relate because I was just you know thinking about something else. I was thinking about work, right? I'm not gonna lie about that. And then so I was just like rushing and shuffling food in my mouth and rushed back to my room. And when I when I got back, I was looking at this gigantic whiteboard as I was checking things off my list. I found myself as twice as many back. And I was getting really frustrated because I feel like, man, I'm doing all this, you know, to be an entrepreneur, to be ahead. And I'm like working at these long hours, you know, how is it ever going to end? Is this the way it is? But, you know, you just, you just learn to grind it, right? It's just what everybody tells you, just suck it up and do it. So all of a sudden, the door slammed open. It was my wife. And I can feel it, Rich. I can feel that, that madness, but calm at the same time. And then she, start, she finally said, she, she asked me, right? Are you coming to bed now? I was like, uh, no. Look at this huge list. It's not even halfway done. I mean, it's legit. I mean, I'm not playing. So, you know, it's the like, first thing is like defensive, right? I was like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing video game. I'm working. And she just really gave me this really sad look and then she walked away. And honestly, at that moment, I feel a little angry more like than anything else because I feel like, wow, why are you like, you know, ask me this question when I'm trying to work? I mean, seriously, I'm trying to, you know, build a future for us. So whatever, man. So I get back to work. And as I was working and working, man, all of a sudden, I feel so guilty. Because you see, I was married to this amazing woman. 
but I was married to her. I was married to my business, just like my father. See, when I was young, my parents got divorced. So it was just me and my father left. And, you know, he's a great man. He loved me. But the problem is he never spent time with me because he always put work first. That's how he know how to provide for his family. That's, that's how he know as a man how to provide, you know, how to love his family is by working hard, by providing financially. You know, that's a lot of men can relate to that. I can relate to that for, for years. So, you know, when I was, since I was really little, I decided I want to be a businessman. Uh, I want to have all this financial and time freedom so I can spend time with my family. But, you know, we all know how that goes. So it was really a wake-up call for me because when I'm working, Rich, I'm constantly feeling guilty by not spending time with my family. But when I finally spend time with my family, I feel guilty for not putting, you know, hours for work because the whole world tells us you have to work really hard. You have to work, you know, 15, 16 hours. People brag about like, oh, I work 100 hours without sleeping. So I'm always feeling this guilt, right? So I started to realize, how do you get this like work-life balance that everybody's talking about that, you know, only the rich and famous will have. I want that right now. I don't want it, you know, when I'm like 65. So I start spending, you know, a lot of time and money on, you know, self-care, time management, mindset, everything I can get a hand on, you know, working with coaches and books. As so I was thinking deeper and deeper, man, it gets just so discouraging because I realized that there's no such thing as a work-life balance, man. It just doesn't exist. It's a myth. It's like literally, it's a, it's a fairy tale. How do you balance anything? Like, you know, especially when you're an entrepreneur and you have a family, everything needs you, right? So when I start to take more, uh, so I decided to take more, like a more, more of a harmonic approach and see things a little bit differently and place them a little differently and boom, I figure it out. So once I figure it out, man, everything changes. So for the, per, for the, for the past decade, I was able to work, uh, I was able to find six companies and sold three of them and that's not my biggest achievement. And my biggest achievement is instead of working 50, 60 hours a week, I was able to work 25 hours a week for a whole decade. And instead of not able to spend time with my family, I spend so much time with my family now that they're so sick of me that, you know, my kids, when people ask my kid what I do for a living, they actually tell them that I don't do anything and I just play with them all day, which is not true. So I'm proud to say to people that today I'm a part-time entrepreneur and a full-time family man. And, you know, this amazing schedule, you know, put a huge smile, put a huge smile on my face. And, and you know, that's my why, because I want to help the others to achieve the same thing so they can have this amazing life like right now, not when they retire, not when they achieve all the financial goals, because when you implement the step properly, you can actually have happiness right now. Because I truly believe that no one should ever have to sacrifice their personal life for, financial, for, for, for professional gain. Because when you master the arts of master the arts and science of productivity, health, well, relationship, you can actually have it all like right now. Wow. Wow. There's so much to dig deep into. But I do agree. Let's start off with like, you know, your dad and uh, you feeling guilty and every entrepreneur and I'm starting new with this, uh, with my foundation and all. And literally after my nine to five, that's all I do. I mean, like just put my head down and just that's there's how will you make up time? And we all heard about automation and just, you know, find your genius zone and figure out the rest and outsource those. I bet a lot of that has to do with it, but, but let's, let's kind of, kind of start with what you said, you know, as men, we, 
we show love by providing because it's just our culture or society. And that's just how we had seen from our parents, from like your father. And that's love. That's love for us. That's love for uh, men. As you said, like initially you're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not playing video games. I'm working. But then it hits you as you know, emotional level that here you go, my best friend, my wife, I'm trying to provide, but then I might creating that gap that is very irreversible to bridge anymore. And I, I remember uh, this uh, book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And he talked about like areas of life. And he mentioned like family and personal relationships. Imagine you can juggle seven balls all the time, but family and relationships are like glass balls. If you drop it, it's going to break. Rest can bounce back. Rest are like rubber balls. So be careful which one are you letting go. And it was so profound and so powerful when I read that. I'm like, whoa, because I was like that. I right? know, like I would be like, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working and all that. So, uh, and then getting back to your uh, thing now, like I see on your social media and yes, I see like <laughs> you go like do stuff, doing stuff with your daughters. And I just don't, it's funny how you said it, like my dad doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's just how they how they react to it but i bet they're loving it though <laughs> yeah yes they, they love it now i'm trying to you know <laughs> i try to get them involved right i try to really you know people ask me a lot of time how do i have this um balance first you know i refuse to say the word balance i think it's a harmonic approach and you know we can get into that deeper later but i tell my daughters you know i tell my daughter what i do for a living like i, I try to get them involved by communicating because, you know, not just as an entrepreneur, whether, you know, you have a job, you work for corporate, you work for yourself. It's the same. You are a human being. You're not a robot. You cannot turn off being a dad when you go to work. You are a dad. You're going to operate like a dad. When you come home, like for yourself, your engineer, your podcast host, and your speaker, you cannot turn that off when you're in front of your daughter. I mean, when, sorry, when you're in front of your son, right? And you, you, this is who you are. It's every bit of it, it makes you who you are. So why, why not integrate it and just, it's not even integrated. Why just be you? Talk about the things that is important to you. You enjoy what you're doing, talk about that with your kids. Like, it's, it's, it's like them, right? They go to school, right? Depending on the age, they go to school. Are you expecting them not to be a student when they come home? No, they're the same kids, right? When, you, when they go to school, are you expecting them not to be your daughter? It makes no sense. It's absolutely no sense. It's one identity. You can, have a, you can have multiple aspects of identity. So I treat it the same way. So I communicate with my daughter, like what I do for a living. Sometimes, you know, it's, if it's appropriate, if they're behaving well, I might bring them, you know, to work, which is, you know, live on uh, what I do. And, show, and just, you know, be, be get them involved. It's not the key is not to like try to sell anything or be, get them excited. It's just, is this what I live? It's how I live. They, they look at me, they're like, oh, why is that? You know, the office door closed for so long. Well, then I open the door and tell them this is what I'm doing here. I'm not playing video game either. <laughs> right, right. right I, so I basically just really communicate in the most honest way on who, who I am as a person, not just as a dad. And I, I show them why what I do is important, why I enjoy it. I, I, I think that's called modeling and parenting, right? I want them to have that life as well, to be who they truly are. Not just, you know, down the road, be someone else's wife or employee or owner. They're one individual. They should be respected in different areas as well. So no, there's no need to separate the identity. It is one identity. I love it. I love it. No, I started doing similar thing. Like initially when Rihan and my son would be like turning three next week. 
and um i would like try to hide like you know when i was in a meeting i would be in a meeting call meetings and especially the morning call meetings with china and nowadays i just like let him come and by sit by my side and he just lay on my shoulder for a while because he wakes up early morning and then he watches my 3d modeling on the screen and he asks me questions and now it's kind of getting fun fun and fun and i didn't even try it i'm like well you know let's see how it goes and if it doesn't he can you know i can distract him but i agree with you like the the specifically teaching the kids what we are doing help them prepare like oh this is a job this is a work this is a focus time and then rest time is next you know there's focus time for play so there's they're also kind of learning that correct absolutely absolutely because you know another thing i think a good thing as a father you know we of course we want to spoil our kid we all do you know financially time wise love wise we want to you know give them everything we have right but we also want to teach them value that you know things don't fall from the sky it just doesn't no matter what financial level you are people have to do something so why not show them this is what it takes right you may have a work that is easier than the other that's great so you teach them how to get to that level no one born with that level so i truly believe in then you know everything is modeling and how you do anything is how you do everything especially as a father as a parent right for those that are listening whether you're you know mother or father it's the same because they're always watching right they're always listening you can be saying this like secret conversation with your spouse or with your friend or your whatever they hear like five bedroom down the road they can look like, dad what did you just say that i'm like what so really be aware of that so instead of hiding from them bring them in <laughs> bring no, them i in. i, I absolutely believe in the fact that you got to lead as a parent father or mom dad or mom either way uh and then how you are balancing your life you got to teach them so let's get back to your uh your process like you know and i listen to your process by the way and i took so many notes every time i listen to you i take so many notes um let's kind of talk a little bit about like especially with this covid times right parents are home and you can see on social media everyone is complaining oh i'm work i'm trying to work i'm trying to reach uh, you know man it balances homeschooling some kids and all that and uh what kind of advice do you have and what do you suggest even to your clients and how do you do that from the expert standpoint i would say personally this is how i do it and also i you know this is how i advise my client to do it the same thing when you work in a home the biggest problem with working at home is not about how much time do you do are you, are you allowed to work at home right you, you figure out your own time the problem is while you're working they want you like they want your attention, your spouse, your, your partner, your kids, they want your attention. So the best thing to do is to really communicate with them. Okay, this is, I also use the time, time blocking method, right? So you block out a time, you know, from let's say from nine to 12, I'm working, right? They're out there doing whatever they need to do. Or you open the door so they can see you. You communicate with them, okay, from nine to 12, this is what I'm doing. Since we kind of just talked about it in the last question, they know this is not for play. This is for work. This is how, you know, we get a shelter. This is how they get a toy. This is how they go to school and everything. This is what needs to take place. You communicate it seriously and honestly. Then you let them know, okay, at 12 o'clock or whatever time block finish that you finish your work time, you let them know, okay, when I come out, we can do this thing for you. We can do this thing with you. So, so they understand when they can have you back. The reason that they keep on, you use the word interruption, right? I call it just attention. It's because they don't know when. They can get you back by you communicating clear. I literally have like a little big clock. They can make it 
right? For those who have kids, those who are listening, get them involved to make that do not disturb sign for you together. So now they own that sign, right? They're okay. They feel excited. They put out that sign. You help, you know, together make this, like help them make this a little two hand simple clock from a cardboard, right? So that you, you put the clock and okay, when this clock matches their clock outside, that's when I come out. So get them involved in your life in a different way, even in this portion of do not disturb me, right? So that way they know that, okay, mom and dad is not hiding and leaving me. That's what really, what they're thinking, right? Instead, okay, they're doing this. I can do some other things as well. So just truly communicating with a time block, with a time block that you blocked up for work, it, it works wonder. No, love it because I actually uh, made similar, not the clock, but uh, we had this like in and out. Like I'm like, okay, when I have this green, you can come in. But when I've read that means I'm in a meeting. And um, anyway, so my dog tore it uh, last week. <laughs> my, I have two dogs. Uh, but I cannot agree with you more that the fact that we need to communicate with them and under show them just not communication, power of communication, but also at the same point, I feel like we are teaching them the, the as, as we just talked about, the results of, okay, when it's serious work, when it's focused work, and when it's just playtime, and you understand that difference, and they can start understanding, oh, okay, so maybe I can utilize that time down the road, maybe I can focus when daddy is busy. And that's kind of like, I started doing myself. I'm like, how about you do your work too when I'm working? And he started painting. Uh, you talk about harmonic method and that's your proprietary process. And you talk a lot about uh, specifically, I, that's one thing I loved because I have a writing desk. And this is what I, when I heard you a couple of times in different summits, I have a writing desk in the basement. That's my writing desk now because otherwise when I was trying to write my book every day, it's like, I, I was just, but now that desk, there's nothing. There's nothing. I take my laptop, put it there, put my music on, I write. Done. Talk to uh, the listeners about what you kind of talk a lot about uh, your workplace. Yes. I how you can it. create that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, thank you for, for picking up on that tip. I call it, um, I have a uh, share with uh, you know, people that when you actually you know, try to work, one of the key factors to be, to, to measure effectiveness is how, how much can you stay focused, right? There, you know, when it comes to focus, people are thinking it wrong. When it comes to focus, people are thinking focus is about thinking, thinking about one thing. They should be thinking focus is about eliminating all distractions. There are internal distraction and the external distraction. Long story short, right? Internal distraction is kind of like the thing in your mind. Our mind is designed to process things. Sure, you can memorize things, but there are, there are gadgets for that, right? Our, our mind is designed to processing, being creative and problem solving. So why not let your mind do those things? So there's a different approach, there's a different story. So once you, so you have internal distraction, then you have external distraction. So what you're talking about is external distraction. And I offer uh, my five tips, my five secrets to have an undistracted focus, right? And you talk about tip number two, create a stop effect. So what I mean by that, Ken, so Rich kind of like tease a little bit the opening, right? <laughs> so think about it. A lot of us like to go to places like Starbucks, you pay a few bucks, or sometimes you don't even pay. <laughs> you bring your own stuff, right? And 
you just you're able to get there and sit there and start working. And a lot of people think, oh, they like it so much because the, the coffee, the smell, the, the white noise. But think about it. You can create all those things at home, really. But why do you still want to go back there all the time? And I discover it. It's because it's something of what I call the stopper effect. Because every time you go there, you can expect a clean working area. Right? Everyone wants to work in a clean area. No denying that. You just don't want to clean it. That's what it is, right? <laughs> so that's why you're going to stop up. Every time you get there, you can expect to boom, jump right into work. And then when you're done, you take yourself away. And literally five minutes later, you go back. It's the same, it's the same thing. It's clean. Someone cleaned it for you, right? Because your mind does like to say clean. And then that remove the friction for, oh, I need to clean it. It's dragging and all this stuff, right? Work is hard. I mean, work itself is hard enough. Why not add another layer? That's how we go to Starbucks. So what I'm saying is why not recreate that same effect at home by having a second area or like Richard's talking about having literally one area for him is just for writing. Like literally, I, mean, I would put a sign say for writing only or for work only. And the key is to find it clean, leave it clean and have it ready at all time. Just say stop up. You get there clean, clean space. You won't leave your laptop. You won't leave your notebook behind, right? You take it away. Like literally, I don't care. You take it away and put it in, in, in the floor or whatever, right? on the floor or whatever, right? Just literally make sure that area is stay clean. So that way, next time when you go back there, your mind know, okay, it's ready to go. There's one less excuse, right? There's one less problem how to deal with. And you can just, you know, increase your productivity and stay focused that way. So recreate a stop at a fact. Oh my God. Like, yeah, that's, that's definitely a life changer though. I mean, like, as you said, like sometimes you just take all this, small layers away and like small um, extra work that we don't think too much, right? But when you put it in perspective, that just makes such a big difference itself that you know this place is there and they just go in there. And it, I, sometimes, I just, of course, I take my cup of coffee too with me in the morning. Right. Um, okay. So let's, let's kind of pivot a little bit because I want to go back and especially with the listeners, you talked about attention and during this COVID times and how they can uh, create that harmony between work and life balance, especially with parents. Uh, what quick steps can you suggest for the parents at this point? And of course, I know you have your coaching clients and you have your consultation and all that. But for, for the listeners who don't have the resources and for parents who are struggling, what kind of expert, subject matter expert advice you have that they can immediately take to kind of reduce their stress level at this point? Okay. I think as parents, the biggest stress is um, one thing, you know, you got to do what you do for, for a living to continue, you know, bring put food on the table. And also you don't want to... Um, you know, divert the, the attention to your family. The best thing I do is, is a few steps. The first step is what I call, um, well, let's talk, let's step back. It's about productivity when you talk about this, right? It's about how do you get more done in less time? That's what you really want. That's right? really what it comes down to. Yes, That's exactly. When it all comes down to the problem, the constraint is time. It's just all time, right? If I tell you, okay, sure. Instead of 24 hours a day, you have 40 eggs. Your stress is gone, right? <laughs> Yeah. But we don't have that luxury. So the key is to protect your time to be extremely productive. So I'll, I'll share my, my three-step method to get more productivity out of you know, anyone else's life. Is the productivity has three steps, which I call the SPF, right? So before today, you probably think SPF is to protect your skin. So after today, 
hopefully you'll think about SPF is to protect your time. SPF stands for intentional scheduling, prioritize to impact, and focus to finish. So intentional scheduling. When it comes to intentional scheduling, it is extremely important. It's because you don't just put anything on your schedule. The reason people are so stressed is because they put everything on the schedule, right? The last thing they put on it is sleep and rest, right? Everything else, you got to jam it in, right? When it comes to scheduling, man, the key is not about jamming things in. The key is about moving things out that it doesn't align with your goal. It doesn't align with your goal professionally. It doesn't align your goal uh, personally. So by making room and do intentional scheduling, then you're, you're able to you know, transform it to, instead of just you know, putting things on it, doesn't really matter. You intentionally put things that matters. In order for you to do intentionally, you must practice TOM, right? T-O-M, TOM. TOM stands for time blocking. We touch on that a little bit. What time blocking is really, you set aside a time for everything. So let's say in the morning, you set aside time for work. Then in the, app, in the, in the, in the middle of the day, you may set aside time to work out with your kid together. You can work out with your kid, believe it or not, right? To cook yeah. lunch, to eat lunch, and eat kid, you know, have some family time and work out together. And then you can schedule another time block to work to, to, you know, to, to work in the afternoon before dinner time. And then at the end of the day, you schedule a time to play with your kid. Your kids really just need 10 minutes a day from you at the very minimum, like full attention on what they want to do, right? A little bit parenting advice slip in there. <laughs> so, that, so that's Tom using time blocking. In order for intentional schedule to work, you must use the second O, the second letter, O, right? T-O-M. So the O stands for one thing only. Your time blocking for work, you should be doing one thing only. They'll move the needle for your business. Your time blocking for health, you should do one thing only to move your health and build a relationship. And obviously the time blocking with your kid, you should do one thing only, which is the thing that they want to do, not you think they want to do. You ask them what they want to do. One thing only. The last letter is M. M stands for meaningful deadline. What I mean by that is people set deadlines, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to get what? I'm going to get off work at five o'clock. I'm going to give you a really real, real example. All right. Let's say, you won't have a date night with your, with, your, with, your, with your spouse. You say, okay, I'm gonna come home at dinner at six o'clock, right? She, he or she has, okay, I'll make your favorite meal, right? The candlelight dinner, the wine, whatever, bust it all out, right? The whole night. Yeah. You call him for a special meeting. What are you gonna do? You probably just call, I'm gonna be late. It happens all the time. Now, let me give you a different scenario. Let's say you wanna have a date night with your spouse at their favorite restaurant not yours, they have a restaurant. And you tell them to go there, make the reservation, show up at six o'clock, open the glass of wine, buy themselves, wait for you. Are you going to suit them up at the restaurant? I mean, can you even stomach that? Really, if you love that person, can you stomach that? That picture, okay, I'm just gonna say no to, to, he, to, to, to my spouse or his partner and say yes to my work and let them just sit in the restaurant looking stupid. There's no way, right? There's no way. You may be a few minutes late. You're not going to cancel that. So that's what I mean, meaningful deadline. You have um, a person that is accountable partner in this case, which is, you know, your spouse or your partner in this case. And then you have an emotional attached to that. And the emotion is the togetherness. You don't want to let her down or him down. And then the, the third thing is, 
It has to be positive. It cannot be like, oh my God, I got to go grocery shop again. Not like that. Something positive. I'm going to create this moment. I miss them, right? I want to spend time with them. So with these three things together, now you have the meaningful deadline. And with all this combined, when this all this combined together, now you have Tom, which is intentional scheduling. If you do that, there's no way you're going to say no to, to the thing that you're supposed to stop now, right? So that's how you get intentional scheduling. The second step is prioritize your impact. Now, there's a lot of things important to your life, like almost everything, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't put on your to-do list, whether it's grocery shop or the new renovation or, new, or the new curtain that you're supposed to put on, the window, right? For, for the new window treatment or the, the room that you want to renovate or the, the new business you want to launch, right? But are they aligned with who you are, who you want to be, what you want to be known for? So the first step to prioritize the impact is to figure out who you really are, your value, your identity. It's because you know what? If you don't, if your work time, if your, if your time spent is not aligned with your value and your identity, you're going to have burnout, regrets, and mediocre results. Maybe even mediocre life. So first step, figure out what, who you are, what you want to be. So let's say I want to be, you know, the most present there as possible. But once you figure it out, great. The second step is figure out what. Look at your to-do list and ask yourself this. What exactly do I want to achieve for this particular thing? It could be a personal thing. It could be a professional thing. Ask yourself exactly what the finish line look like. So you know what the finish line look like. Because the problem a lot of time is you don't know what the finish line look like. So even when you hit the finish line, when it's time to stop and celebrate, you continue chasing the next things, right? So you got to be honest. What does the finish line look like? The second thing is to ask yourself this very important question. What could possibly happen if I say no to this item on my to-do list and why? i give you an example. I have this debate with my wife all the time, right? She wants to, you know, oh, we should decorate the wall and put this picture and, you know, on top of the TV. Then I'll say, okay, when can we do that? She's like, what else do on the weekend? Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about when on the weekend. Are you doing it on your own? Am I doing it? Or are we doing it with the kid? The kid obviously doesn't care the picture on the wall. I mean, they, they honestly don't. Not to say decorate the wall is not important, but if you have time constraint, which is especially COVID right now, I feel like, you know, time has been robbed from us, right? Is it that important to have the whole family Saturday to go to wherever you want to go to buy that one picture? It's nice. Is it that important? What could happen to your family life if you say no? Nothing. So skip the big event, right? You're the one to be judged. So ask this, ask this question. What could possibly happen to you and your family if I say no to this? And why? Asking the question why at the end would take the emotional out and make yourself, force yourself to think through this logically. Then the last step is the when. The WW method, the last step is the when. When exactly does all this thing that's still left over that I really truly think is important become important, right? Like grocery shopping. Okay, let's say you want to cook this amazing meal, right? Do you grocery shop first? Do you do dishes first? Or do you cook first? Well, it's up to debate. But the most effective way is, you know, is you probably need to clean before you cook so you have to clean dishes. You probably need to shop before you before you cook. If you put them in order, well, now you, 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 at the end, you still get an amazing meal. But the whole journey, it takes less time. That's what we talk about here, Rich, right? Less time. So use the WW method to get less time. And the last step is focus to finish. We touch on, you know, how to stay focused. We touch on the stop of the fact. And the key to stay focused is to make sure there's no distraction and there's the stop effect is one of those that to make sure that you don't get distracted. So when you set aside time to do the things you want to do, you actually will finish on time.
wow, you just like really walked us through your whole process. So thanks. Thanks to you for that. Like I wasn't expecting that, but sure. Cause I think like at this point, a lot of people would need that. And as I said, like you, you are a subject matter expert in time management and productivity and, you know, like, and you are really are living example of that. And I think like as parents at this point, that's definitely a, a huge part of our stress at any given point of time, but now with this COVID, right? And uh, the way you broke it down, like even, even if I think like listeners can take few nuggets and I think listeners need to take all the nuggets that you just shared today, uh, that, that will immensely change their uh, specific lifestyle daily and help them get that extra uh, time back I mean, I guess the way I say it, we don't get it really an extra time back. We get extra time back from the unnecessary things, as you said, like really intentionally focus on those. Um, I do know that you have a link or you have a page where people can actually find out how, I forgot the, how do you explain that? Um, oh, okay. The, the personality test? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I, as, as, <laughs> as a dad and an entrepreneur, I love to take personality tests. Because, you know, like Aristotle said, ever since I heard this, I don't know when I heard it, but a long time ago I heard it. Aristotle, one of the greatest philosophers of our time, he said, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. And I wholeheartedly believe it. If you want to have a successful, fulfilled life, the first step is to get to know who you are, get to know yourself, get to know your value. The difference between people are struggling all the time than the people that seems to have it all and you know, have everything under control. The commonality is the people that have it all under control and have it all, they always know who they are and their value. So that way, whatever they do is aligned with their time. So that way they will not have regret. They will not have burnout. They will not have a mediocre life. And the flip side of that is they have it all. So that's the first step. So I have this um, free personality assessment that I can like to offer. And what it does is it was it's a value-based assessment. It only takes 90 seconds to take. So it's extremely fast and it fit our struggling model, right? There's no time that takes too much time on this kind of thing. So 90 seconds to test, value-based personal assessment. And when you're done with that, I'll personally give you three productivity tips based on your result. So you can do things faster and stress-free and stress-free. And you can take the test at www.moretimetospend.com. Again, it's www.moretimetospend.com. You can take this assessment. So I can you know, give you the three custom tips. They help you out so you can get it done more faster and stress-free. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely have that link on the show notes and uh, in, in my marketing material for the episode. But Joe, I mean, you are really, as I said, you're a living example of living your life productively because even this personality test is 90 seconds. <laughs> yes. A normal personality test normally like Briggs Meyer and all that. It takes like good 15, 20 minutes to finish up all that. To, and you are really, I mean, when you, when you explain that in the summit, I haven't taken it, by the way, I need to. And 90 seconds you were just literally just cutting times like just like that like how quickly can you manage so thank you for that I really appreciate it because that's I think as you said like you know if we know ourselves we can align ourselves with the right value when with what jives with us then we can be ourselves and not trying to be someone else and I think like that's where the rage a lot of us spend because not just now we I don't want to digress too much but 
that's where I talk a lot about, like in my uh, podcast and my book too, is um, it's just like how the society have given us that range as men, especially, and of course I talk about men a lot on this podcast, that we are trying to portray that vision, which is really not our vision anymore right like now you your role as a dad now is not to go and kill and hunt tigers and lions because those <laughs> used to be those days we were hunters now you want to spend time with your family you want us to raise daughters i want to spend time with my son so those narratives have changed and especially with all this now we are trying to be someone and now when you use your productive and really that what it come down to when you are aligning yourself with now you're really just keeping focused on what you want what your value aligns and who you are yeah absolutely you know i'm glad you mentioned you know the old days right and the new days and what the society tell us the truth is you know for the longest time man is portrayed as the people take care outside but do we, I mean, honestly, do we enjoy, even for those that still believe that, I'm going to challenge you to think, do you really not enjoy spending time with your kid? Does your kid, you know, do a silly thing that doesn't put your, a smile on your face? Really? You know you like it, right? So instead of thinking that, you know, this is not for me, just, just, just act based on your feeling, especially when you come to family. There's nothing to put up a pride or a ego or, you know, it's your family. You can act how you feel. And just be honest, right? It's because when it comes down to, at the end of the day, do you think, you know, I just had this conversation with my wife the other day. I mean, it may be controversial, but I'm just going to throw it out there, right? Sure. If you tell your kids you have one hour to live, do you think, what do you think they're going to ask you? Are they going to ask you, hey, dad, how much uh, are you going to left behind for me? Is my financially going to be taken care of? Like literally, what do you think your daughter, your kids is going to ask you? Hey, dad, um, are you, is, is the house pay off? Do you have money for my school? Or they're going to spend time loving you, crying, don't want you to leave. The relationship, the time, they want you to be there longer. They don't care how much you leave behind. You, I'm not saying you, you shouldn't leave anything behind, but it's you. But at the end of the day, if they have to choose one or the other, I'm pretty sure most people is going to choose you. So just remind yourself that that's what's important. Again, I'm not saying that prepare for the future is not, it's not good. I'm doing it as well. But you also live in the present. So live in the present and prepare for the future at the same time, right? Allocate those time in both ways. And then one last thing, right? If you, you know, a lot of that, you know, are very good at creating the retirement, the down the road, right? That's, that's why you don't spend time at home right now. And you spend time, you know, doing all those things to give them the future down the road. They master this. If this is about money, right? Are you going to tell them that I'm not going to pay for your food today? You can eat when you're 65. No, I'm not, I'm not going to pay for your uh, recital. I'm going to save all your money so you can go to school later. No, you're going to allocate some, some money to spend right now, right? And also down the road, you're going to allocate the money between the, the immediate needs and some enjoyment and also financial future down the road. So why not the time? Why would you want to save all the time, all the joy down the road? No, you allocate some to work on, you allocate 24 hours a day, some work on the future, some work on now, some work on your own, some work on your family. That's how you can have happiness and the harmonic life right now, right? Think how you will spend the money and how you should spend your time. You're not gonna spend all the time in the future. Why? I mean, you're not gonna spend all the money in the future, not spend a dime today. Then why would you spend, waste, why would you wait until you spend the time with your family in the future? Not right now. So that, right. 
Yeah. No, I, I say this a lot. And um, that um, to me, I mean, like it's again, I mean, of course, there's a specific reason they call it time is money. But to me, as a dad, nowadays, I say time is life. You know, I mean, um, pretty much like I, I don't want to wait because uh, I don't know. Tomorrow is not promised. Let's be honest. With, uh, I mean, I mean, we are seeing left and right, like people uh, dying, even they're fit. You know, so I mean, again, what are we really tomorrow? Overall, tomorrow is not promised any areas of life. But keeping to my promise, Joe, I will stop here because uh, I told you 45 minutes and uh, we, we are at 50 minutes mark, 45, 50 minutes. Thank you so much. You really appreciate it for coming today and spend some, spend some time behind the mic with me and really kind of giving the listeners the tools that really need during these times, especially um, parents and how they can really learn to be productive and how they can really manage their time and be in harmony with time with their kid and the work. So I really appreciate it because in this on this podcast, we talk a lot about dad life. We talk a lot about stigma. And today definitely was a huge step up for all the listeners to kind of get this as a solution for themselves and their kids and the family. And thank you so much for giving out the, the free tool. And I'll definitely put on the show notes. Uh, before I end, where can people find you? You can follow me on um, Facebook, um, The Real Joe Lau. Okay. And, uh, and then, of course, as I said, like, I'm going to put your website and everything on the show notes. And guys, uh, you guys can uh, take, uh, and of course, the 90 seconds uh, personality test, which I need to take too, uh, of Joe, and really understand where you guys at and, uh, and take the next step, take the next step, because at the end of the day, like sitting here stressing out uh, what's going to happen will not help anyone. We we really going to be solution focused. And that's exactly what Joe's message overall had been that where can, where, what is the solution? And the solution is to be finding that time and manage that time effectively. So this is where we'll end today. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please go and subscribe to Dads and Deadlifts podcast on uh, Spotify and iTunes and Instagram and uh, Facebook and leave a comment and uh, see if you guys have uh, tried some of the steps uh, that uh, Joe has shared and how it have affected your life. Uh, I will again put social media information of Joe and tag him, tag Dads and Deadlifts podcast. And uh, I will see you guys on another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. Remember one last thing, you are not alone. If you need help, reach out. Thank you so much. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dads and Deadlifts. And I hope you are as excited as I am learning from our guest today on the specific topic. Please subscribe, share, and leave a comment and tag Dads and Deadlifts on Instagram and Facebook with your experience of today's episode. Because remember, your one share might save someone from feeling alone and provide them the tools they can incorporate in their daily lives. Let's each of us do our part in helping men around the world. You can personally message me on my Facebook page or Instagram page, Dads and Deadlifts, if you want your story to be shared on the podcast, or if you just feel alone and want someone to reach out to. Always remember, you are not alone. All you got to do is reach out, and I am rooting for you. Until next week, your host Rish signing off. I will see you next week with another brand new episode. 